Welcome to Being Better Podcast, where we explore the things that make us happier, wiser, and more productive beings. Hi, my name is Julia, and I am your host. Every week, I take a concept, a technique, or a story to learn how it can make us better. I hope that this show can help you become the person you've always wanted to be. So here we go. and welcome back or welcome to being better podcast if this is your first time here i am very happy you're here and i hope you are having an amazing day for the past couple of weeks it has been raining constantly and it really affected my mood which i actually haven't realized for a long time which is kind of stupid of me i just felt unmotivated sad unenergized and actually just a bit depressed of course you know, it wasn't real depression, but I just felt under the weather, uh, so to say. But I just thought that something has to be wrong with where I'm at. But the thing was that everything was fine and I couldn't find any reason that would explain why I was sad. So then I felt kind of guilty for not being appreciative of everything good in my life, which then resulted in me feeling even worse. So I don't recommend that. And if you are not feeling great at the moment, just let yourself feel it. And if you are like me, wait for the sun to come out. It's going to make everything better, I promise. Because it, in my case, it did make me feel better. Spring is finally here and I'm so happy to see the sun and not wear a hundred layers of clothes. And I have been reading a lot outside lately in the sun, which is also great. And one of the books that I found really engaging was Educated by Tara Westover. And I'm going to make this memoir the recommendation for this week. I know that I am a little bit late for the party and this book has been a huge hit when it came out in 2018, but I wasn't really that bookish back then, which you can learn about in one of the previous episodes about becoming a reader. But now in 2021, I found this book on Goodreads with amazing reviews and decided to pick it up. Educated is a New York Times bestseller memoir by Tara Westover, who is a historian and an author. And I'm going to read a quick summary. So in Educated, Westover recounts overcoming her survivalist Mormon family in order to go to college and emphasizes the importance of education to enlarging her world. She details her journey from her isolated life in the mountains of Idaho to completing a PhD program in history at Cambridge. She started college at the age of 17 after having no formal education and her book explores her struggle to reconcile her desire to learn with the radical world she inhabited with her father. Um, the memoir is told in three parts. The first part describes Westover's life from her birth on Bucks Peak, a mountain in rural Idaho, until she was accepted at Brigham Young University. Her parents, Jean and Faye Westover, which I believe aren't real names. Um, the parents had decided to live in isolation when she was a child. Her father was paranoid about hospitals, the public school system and the government. And the second part covers Westover's studies and 
her opportunity to study at King's College, Cambridge, and in part three, Westover writes about her life in Cambridge after completing her PhD. So I've read about a third of the book and I am already very engaged in the story, even though I haven't heard about Westover ever before. I don't think I have ever come across her. The story of how she goes from having no formal education to going at school at 17 for the first time to finally getting a PhD, I think it's so intriguing because, you know, I didn't know a lot about the Mormon church or the Rabbi Rich siege. And if you too haven't had the chance to learn about these things yet, I just think that I definitely recommend Educated as a way to just broaden your perspective as always, the link to the book on Amazon will be in the episode description. But I think, you know, these days you can find it anywhere you buy books because it is so popular. It has won many, many awards and it's really, it's a really great book. And now moving on to the topic of this week's episode. And today I will be talking about success or rather why it is so important to redefine success. Because I think we are often not aware of how much of our time and energy is dedicated to chasing after success on a daily basis. And it's not just some people. I mean, all of us optimize our lives for success in one way, shape or form. We want to be successful at parenting or at work or education or sports or even at a new passion project. And that is absolutely fine. I mean, there is nothing wrong with wanting to be good at what we do. But striving to be a quote unquote successful person in the way we view it as a society, I think it can be harmful to us uh, for the most part. It makes us impatient with ourselves and with others because we want to get to the top of that ladder as quickly as possible. And therefore, this strife results in us creating self-destructive mindsets like valuing productivity over anything else or being a perfectionist and relying on our achievements with our self-worth. And therefore, this need to be successful eventually turns us into quitters because the popular view of success is almost impossible to achieve. And at some point, it's easier and sometimes even healthier to quit than to keep going. But it doesn't have to be this way. I think if we carefully define our own meaning of success according to our own sets of values and beliefs, being a goal-oriented person can be beneficial in many ways if we determine what life we actually want to live and not what others want us to live or what we think others want us to live. I think following that path will be as easy as driving with you know the best kind of GPS there is. Because as I've said, there's nothing wrong with wanting to succeed at something or pursuing excellence. But what I'm talking about today is chasing after being, quote, successful in the meaning of the word which we aren't even aware of, but we were brought up with the meaning which is deeply bound within our culture. But when we determine what 
success does mean to us it can help us become more organized while working towards it and make us more driven or resilient in that journey i think it can also motivate us to step out of our comfort zones and create many new experiences which we wouldn't think of otherwise because for example if you realize that having good relationships is what you view as success you will make sure to devote more of your time to your friends and family which you wouldn't have done otherwise because you just haven't realized that this was even important to you so it can help us remember to take these daily actions toward becoming more successful no matter what that means to you personally But in order for all of these great things to happen, we need to take a closer look at what we currently view as success as individuals and also as a society and think how to redefine it and therefore establish better guidelines for our goal setting. So first, let's answer the question, what is the popular definition of success? What is the way we view success as a society and I found a very interesting survey that answers this question albeit only from the American viewpoint but I think the answers would be pretty similar in every developed country so the survey was done by Populous in collaboration with Gallup and these organizations asked a group of more than 5,000 Americans what are the qualities of a successful person in their opinion And also, what do they think are the qualities of a successful person according to the society? So basically, they were asked, what do you see as success? And what do you think others view as success? And the results are very interesting because they are pretty much completely opposite. So most of the answers of an individual's view of success stated that success is being educated, having good relationships, enjoying one's work, helping others, being healthy. They also said that money and work are important, albeit a little less than what was previously mentioned. And I agree with that, which you can learn all about in the previous episode. So this is all nice and good, but we have to remember that answering a survey on what we view as success and actually making our decisions based on what we view as success are two very different things. You know, the researchers also ask the question of how you think others define success on purpose because we often say that the world or the culture is making us go to work and hustle so much, but we wouldn't focus on these things otherwise. And I think we just sometimes accept that perceived definition of success without questioning it because quote this is how the world just works but before i get into all of that let's see what were the answers when it comes to the perceived success or the way we think others view success and it's unsurprising that what we think is valuable to The society is status or fame, social media following, being driven to always be better than others, higher standard of living than others, and always having something important to do, which I think that last one is the hustle culture and toxic productivity in a nutshell. 
We also think that education is a big part of perceived success, however, not in terms of learning, but in terms of achievements. So the survey answered that what the society considers successful is not learning or education per se, but having an advanced degree like PhD or an MBA or graduating from an elite university. And interestingly enough, the surveyed perceived definition of how others in society define success was based on studies, but it was also the least important domain when it comes to their personal definition of success. So we think when it comes to how we view success, fame is not important to us. But when we talk about how the society views success, fame is the first answer. And also the personal view of success was based on about 21 key factors, which were, you know, health, education, relationships, character, etc. However, the perceived success was only based on five key attributes, which were status, fame, money, work and education. So we personally understand that there are a lot of factors to success but when it comes to how we think society views success there are only five and I think this is all so intriguing. I think that as a result of capitalism and the hustle culture in today's world success um, from the point of view of the society is a state of being rich and famous, owning many physical possessions, you know, the more expensive also, the better. Also being accomplished professionally and doing, you know, just a shit ton of work. And the level of this perceived success is usually based on the comparison or just on how you fulfill the criteria mentioned before in comparison to your closest friends or family or just you know in the era of social media in comparison to people you follow online but we have to remember that we as humans aren't capable of establishing our self-worth based on the billions of other people we are designed to live in groups of about 150 people you know in villages or small towns where you can be best at at least one skill in groups like this comparison helps us understand the levels of our abilities because if you can see that someone else runs faster than you you know that you should probably stick to pottery However, in today's world, when we have these billions of people, you will never be the fastest runner. Even if you are, you know, an Olympian, because you are comparing to the ever-growing group of almost a billion of people, and I think some of them are going to be faster than you. So in big short, we can sum up uh, the way society views success or the way we think society views success with I think five adjectives which are best, famous, rich, productive and I also think that being attractive plays a big role here even though we really uh, like to deny it and I think some people might argue that you know Julia you can look at the results of that survey personally we know what is important in life and we know that success is based on many factors and these were the results of how we think others see it. But okay, I understand that. But I think most of us 
don't really ask ourselves what success means to us and as a result I think we often don't question this external perceived definition of success we think that this is what success means to others so we align to that definition because we don't want to stand out you know if this is what the society rewards then we want to live like this and be rewarded So even though deep down we might really know what is important to us and what we should focus on, I think we often shove this perception of success deep down because we know that or we think we know that this is how the world works and there's nothing we can do about it. So we should focus on money and we should focus on fame because this is how the world works. And this survey is a great example of the fact that it doesn't have to be this way because we all really deep down we all just want to focus on our health our relationships and education on all of these things so um, speaking of that I think it's now important to answer the question of how we should define success instead so this answer might differ from one person to another um, but I'm going to share with you what I think and first I think we should focus on improving at working towards the goals we set for ourselves I think we should compare our work and ourselves but not with others and the work of others and instead with our past work and our past selves I mean try to look back a year or two ago and notice all the things that you learned and accomplished I mean How could that not be a success? Imagine if you were to time travel to your past and meet your past self. I think your past self will be so impressed uh, with where you are right now. If you were to travel to your, I don't know, 10-year-old self, let's, let's go this far back, I think your teenage self would be so impressed with what you are currently doing. And I think... Focusing on improvement, but improving um, in comparison to our past self. I think this is what a successful person does. Uh, But apart from bettering ourselves, it's as much or even more meaningful uh, to have a net positive impact on our closest environment. I think a successful person enhances the world they live in even if it's a very insignificant improvement like I don't know picking a piece of trash from the street or leaving a bigger tip to the waiter I just think that a successful person focuses on doing this little improvements and trying to better the world and is of service to other people with their work and everyday actions and also I think a successful person while working to improve themselves and while working on improving the world and their environment and the community they live in I think that person has to be satisfied with themselves I think that a successful person knows that they are enough and they are a valuable member of the society no matter if they will achieve their goals in the future because in the end only we can determine our success And there won't ever be a person that one day will come to us and say, oh my God, you are so successful. You've achieved all your goals and you are indispensable. So I think 
therefore it is up to us to notice that success because right now um you know talking about all of this success even if it's the success that comes from fame and money or the success that comes from just being healthy and happy no matter what that success is only we can decide if we are successful or not like the situations where someone says that you are successful i think are so rare if you are i don't know having a article written about you then yeah someone in that article might write about you that you are successful but i think it's not common and uh, to congratulate each other and, and say that you are successful and so it is up to us to to decide that and i think it's important to keep that in mind because if we expect that we will be satisfied with ourselves and think that we are successful only once we achieve our goals that will never be the case because there will always be something that you want to accomplish and relying on these accomplishments with our self-worth and if we are successful i think it can turn into a journey into a bottomless pit so i think a successful person is working to improve themselves and is working on improving their environment and while working on these things knows that they are enough and that they are successful in these things and also you know is of good character and is healthy and is learning and all of these things i think still are important but i think this ratio of what you think is more important than other things i think that changes from person to person so you know this is my definition of success but you know chances are you will have a different take on it but it is important to remember that there are no wrong or right answers here so if you ask yourself what success means to you and if that answer really comes from you and it's not affected by how you think others might see you i think that answer is a perfectly fine answer however if we don't even think about it if we, if we don't question this perceived success if we don't determine what that success means to us i think we will unconsciously accept the definition of the people closest to us or the definition that we think the people closest to us have so it is up to you to decide if that version of success is something that you want to base your life on if you can only learn one thing through this podcast let that be the value of being a critical thinker and deciding what to chase after and if you even want to chase after this thing deciding it for yourself and it's not like the society uh, in inverted commas is a bad thing and that we as a society are bad and we just focus on status and money you know through this survey you can see that we all really want the good things but somehow through history we build up this world that rewards people who are famous and who have money and who have achievements professionally and we built and created this world which doesn't really work for us anymore so we are really i believe that all of us are really good people on this planet and 
maybe it's time to see that we all want the same things and actively work to change this world that we live in so it works for us and not against us so we don't see the differences in the way we see success and in the way we think others see success I think when these two definitions are the same this will be a point where we can say that this is a good world that we live in and we really all want to just be happy and healthy and to learn and to help each other. Yeah, I think it's a very optimistic view of the world, but I think if we realize that this these things are important to us, I think we can actually live in a, an amazing world in a close future, I think. I hope that this episode was eye-opening and encouraging because being a critical thinker is one of the most important qualities we can have in today's world and yeah let me know if you have any thoughts on this topic you can always email me using the address podcast.beingbetter.gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram and now moving on to the inside of this week which will be my thoughts on being competitive and I think competition is very problematic. I have a hot take I think which is that there is no such thing as healthy competition because I I kind of think that competition never really comes from a healthy place because the goal of the competition is really simple is just to be better than others the goal of competition is not to be good it's not to be great competition in the simplest form is just wanting to be just better than people you are competing with and i think you know the goal of just wanting to be better than others is always a bad goal because you are not trying to be good for example uh, let's say at swimming you're not trying to be good at swimming you're not trying to become a very fast swimmer you're just trying to be a better swimmer than your peers are and I think it is also very harmful because competition makes you see your friends your comrades uh, just other people as kind of nemesis or you know competition uh, obstacles that you have to overcome in your journey to to winning and there's like no way you can see your peers as people who uh, will help you along the way that you can work with you only see them as something you have to overcome and I, I just think that is very destructive because you know from principle only one person can be the quote best and therefore everyone else who is just slightly worse or just had a bad day every person who isn't number one is overlooked or forgotten you know if you think about the olympics and who you know uh, from for example um, the 100 meter sprint you know Usain Bolt you know him but do you know the second place the third place the fourth place yeah me too like don't be guilty. <laughs> I'm also uh, guilty of that. I don't know. And I think everyone who is not, quote, best 
is just often seen as not good or not good enough, which I think is a really just terrible. And some people might argue that competition is good because it motivates us. And like, sure, it is motivating, but this isn't a healthy source of motivation. Like, what if other people disappear? Would you still be motivated to do it? The Nobel Prize, for example, is a way to motivate scientists so they discover new and new things and they are motivated in their research. But what if other scientists disappear? Would the scientists stop wanting to discover things? Yeah, I just think some people really take pride in being competitive. They say, you know, I'm a competitive person and they have it in their bios and stuff. And I just think it's not something that we should be proud of. I am a competitive person because I'm a perfectionist and I am getting better at accepting that I will not be best at everything. But I'm actually guilty of that. I'm not feeling that being competitive is a good thing. And um, by the way, I'm just saying about competition, pursuing excellence, wanting to be great, wanting to be a great swimmer. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I'm just saying that doing something just for the sake of being just a bit better than the people you are competing with, I think this is a stupid goal. And I think this kind of competition is really just something not healthy and it doesn't come from a healthy place. It usually comes from the place where you just want to be accepted and you just want to be perceived as the best and you want to have the external validation and if you are not the best then you are feeling shitty about yourself and your self-worth is at the bottom and the competition is just a way to make you feel better about yourself so all of these things to sum it up I think competitiveness isn't something healthy and I think it's something to, I don't know, think about. I'm not gonna, you know, say now that we should stop having Olympics or world championships or um, all these things because as an athlete, I think having a purpose when it comes to your trainings um, makes you more resilient in your trainings because sometimes the training is going to feel really bad and you're going to feel really shitty and the th- the thought that you have a purpose that you want to race uh, in the next month I think it can help you be more resilient however just doing it for the sake of competition will make you feel really really bad if you if you are not feeling best and I think a healthy mindset of an athlete or whomever is that I want to compete I want to do great but my goal is not to be to be better than others I just want to try myself see how good I can do and if not then it's fine and my self-worth will not be destroyed just because I finished last so this was my rant about competition let me know also what you think about this and thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will speak to you in the next one
Being Better is written, edited and produced by Julia Spohr. If you want to learn more, visit the website attached in the episode description or visit our Instagram page, which you can also find in the episode description. If you want to support us, there are a couple of ways to do that. The first one is just to tell your friends and family about the podcast. Tell them why you enjoy it and that maybe they should consider listening to it as well. And another way to help us is to share it on your social media platforms. And you can also, of course, write a review and subscribe to the podcast because that helps with the algorithm and that helps new listeners find the podcast as well. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to this episode. And I will speak to you very, very soon.